and welcome to the Burnout Proof Your Biz podcast. I'm Chelsea, your host, and today we are talking with Annette Stepanian. She is your legal BFF and my personal favorite person to turn to for all of my legal needs. On today's episode, we are covering a variety of topics, including how to protect your booty without breaking the bank, why we definitely suggest having templates for your contracts, and the different systems that she is using in her business to help her both be productive and have a comfortable work-life balance. Let's dive in. Today's episode is brought to you by the CBF Workshop Shop. Inside the Workshop Shop, you will find tons of recorded workshops that are there to help you organize and streamline your business. So head on over to chelseabfoster.com forward slash workshop shop to get started. Welcome to the Burnout Proof Your Biz podcast, where we explore how you can give yourself permission to run your business and live your dream life on your own terms. You started your business to have more freedom. Let's help you find it. I'm your host, Chelsea B. Foster. Let's dive into today's topic. All right. So today I am here with Annette Stepanian. Welcome. Hi. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Thank you so much for coming on. I am super excited. I have actually known Annette for what? Almost three years now, two and a half. No, I went back and I, like, I remember when we went for coffee in that coffee shop, mm-hmm. I found the picture and I meant to send it to you yeah. <laughs> so we could document oh. the day we actually met in person, <laughs> but it's been maybe two years ish at least. Yeah, at least two. Um, I found you really early on in my business. So and it was a like perfect godsend. Like I needed you. Oh, <laughs> thank you. Um, all right. So we're just going to dive on in and go ahead and share a little bit about you and about your business. Absolutely. Well, first off, thanks again for having me. Um, and congratulations on the podcast. It's always exciting to welcome another podcaster in the community. Um, so my name is Annette Stepanian and I am a lawyer for creatives and entrepreneurs. So Basically, I help folks really get the legal side of their business in tip-top shape. Um, You know, as a business owner, there's so many elements and hats that we need to be wearing and juggling, and the law side of it sometimes slips through the cracks because it's really not the fun part. It's not the sexy part. It's not the pretty part. Uh, So what I try and do is make things easy to understand, a little bit fun. I try and make it super relevant and um, applicable to different industries. So you don't feel like, you know, this legal stuff is just all this legal mumbo jumbo and gibberish. Um, So I help folks one-on-one and I have different online resources and templates as well uh, for people to dive into. Yeah. And your contract templates is actually the reason that I found you. Um, and I still use that template that I bought two years ago. Today. That makes me <laughs> so happy to hear because a, that means you're sending out really professional and solid contracts, but also that you've gotten a return on your investment, probably at least a hundred times over. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, so. definitely. And I've used it to make templates for other contracts and yeah, it's just, I love it. I feel so secure with your contract. Oh, that makes me feel so good. And let's, I just love templates in general. <laughs> I have a template Amen. for everything. I know. Templates are my life. <laughs> Anything I can copy and paste, I'm like, yes, yes I got it. <laughs> Remove the thinking out of it as much as I can. 
Exactly. All right. So talk to me about your journey to becoming what you are today. So I know you started off in a corporate um, firm. So yeah. So what happened? How much time do we have? Yeah. So basically the story goes. So I went um, right after law school, I applied for what most law students consider to be their dream job, which is working at a very national large firm. And I was lucky and blessed enough to have that opportunity. I landed a role here in the San Francisco, well, in San Francisco, and, you know, was moving along doing litigation and worked with a great group of folks. But over time, I just started to feel really um, just like not happy for lack of a better word. Like I just didn't feel like this was the kind of career that I wanted for my life because I, I saw that it came with a lot of sacrifices on a personal level. And those were things that for me at the time, I felt like I couldn't reconcile both the career and the personal life. And so just over time started getting really um, just unhappy. And so uh, what happened was I remember it was Valentine's day. One of the, uh, partners came into my office and handed me this white envelope and she walked out and I opened it and it said that I'd gotten a raise. <laughs> and you have to remember, this was like in the heart rate, like right after kind of, we went through that economic downturn in like 2008, 2009, this was a few years after. And so, I mean, I was so lucky to have a job. And then on top of it, I was getting a significant raise. And so most people should feel super elated, super excited, but I immediately started crying and bawling. And I was like, this is like not normal. Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> this isn't like how I should be reacting. Right. And so that to me was kind of a turning point where I realized, you know, I always knew I was never really motivated by money, but this was just another kind of reminder that no amount of money was going to make me happy in this role. So that started off. Oh my God. Yeah. Such a big insight. Yeah, it is. And I mean, I think most people feel that way. I think there's definitely a certain point that no matter how much you get paid or, you know, you're not going to, it's just not going to make you happy. Right. So, um, I, that was a turning point and I made a decision to long story short, leave my job, um, had no plan B, had no idea what I was going to be doing, which is super, super scary for someone like me who basically has had my whole life basically planned out. And so, um, I started traveling. I started, and then eventually came back and realized I want to start my own business. And I did a complete 180. I ended up starting a jewelry line, um, had no experience doing jewelry, had no contacts in the jewelry industry. The only thing I just came back to is I, I have a, like the creative side to me and I wanted to do something that delivered joy to people. And so I was able to kind of work my way through that, figure that out. And in that process, I started working with a lot of creatives, a lot of entrepreneurs in the capacity um, that I'd never worked with before, right? So, you know, you're working with photographers, you're working with designers, and I just started seeing how these like kind of one woman shops or these like solo entrepreneurs, how they're operating and just really started seeing a, a need for legal information and resources to help these folks. Um, so a few friends kept coming like, Oh, I need your legal advice. And I was like, no, 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 I'm doing the jewelry thing. Long story short, I realized, you know, this is a nice combination of like the legal skill sets because I realized with my jewelry line, like one thing I really loved was teaching. I really loved being in a place where I could give advice. I could encourage people. And I felt like I was missing that with the jewelry. Um, so I thought this would be a nice mix of being connected to a community that is creating and doing beautiful things in the world and delivering joy through what they do. Um, but then I can then bring in and marry my 
skill sets, which is the legal side, um, and my love of teaching and inspiring and educating. So forgot the question. <laughs> oh, you answered just how you got here. So there. I love that, though, how you combined all of your different skills into something that's kind of unique and gives you that fulfillment in all aspects of your career. Yeah, and I get so much joy from seeing my clients and what they're doing and seeing like the evolution in their business. Like some folks have been with me from the beginning and I just see like where they are now. And, you know, the legal stuff is the legal stuff. That's not where like the twinkle comes in, but it's just seeing how so many people are, are evolving and growing and like what they're able to do. Like that really lights me up. Um, and just to kind of play a small role in that is exciting. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I love that so much. So, so much. Um, all right. So this whole um, podcast is about burnout proofing your business. And so I know you have taken steps to help prevent that in your own business. So let's talk about like your work week. How do you get ready for the week? Okay. Oh my gosh. <laughs> well, we've, I know we've talked about a lot of these things cause we're kind of nerdy about this stuff. Um, really yeah, I could, oh, I love systems. I love checklists. I love templates, anything to streamline. Um, so <laughs> how I get ready for the work week actually starts the week before. So I do, I block out on generally every day of my week has a theme. I don't always follow it, but there's time allocated for working on certain areas of my business. So for example, Fridays, I work on like kind of financial and administrative stuff that I need to get done. Um, and then also prepping for the week ahead. So what I usually do is on Friday, I look at like what I want to accomplish the week ahead. I kind of map it out, you know, very roughly like by next Friday, I want to have checked off these things off my list, you know? So I feel the thing is I want to earn my weekend, you know, <laughs> my friend used to always <laughs> say that, like, I want to earn my weekend. So I want to like feel really good that I've gotten a lot done before I dive into the weekend. Um, but even then, even before then, I do have like a shutdown ritual that I do every day at 4.30 that pops up in my calendar, which is kind of... Oh, I love that, that you have it on your calendar. Yeah. I don't do it all the time. I'm going to admit, I don't do it on there, but it's always there like taunting me. So I have a morning ritual and then I have a, I have a, I have a um, after like a shut, I call it a shutdown ritual. So, um, and that's yeah. also just like, there's a few things like making sure emails are responded to, um, kind of things that I consider like kind of closing down for the day, which then also includes taking a look at, okay, well, what do I want to get done tomorrow? Um, so that's exactly. kind of I how that. I plan. Yeah. For the week. Um, and then as I mentioned, each day of the week has its own theme. Um, and then I block out time. So for example, it was funny, I was working with a client and we couldn't find a time to meet. And I said, oh, well, I usually don't meet on cl with clients on Fridays, but I'm happy to make the exception and like obviously meet with you. She's like, wait, you don't meet with clients on Friday? She's like, that's genius. Like, I I'm going to steal that idea. I'm like, yeah, it's your business. You get to decide how you want to design it. And so for me, I try and Mondays are kind of set for like kind of that admin, like working on the business stuff. And then Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday are for like client work for like in the business stuff. And then Fridays are, let's face it. I really don't want to work after like one o'clock on Friday. So <laughs> I kind of leave that kind of less kind of mind and energy consuming tasks for me on Friday. 
Oh, I love that so much. And I know that's one thing that a lot of the listeners have asked me about is how they decide how to structure their week. And you are an amazing case that that works. Setting out, blocking out your time for different activities actually does work. Um, so I love that you do and that. And it's evolved for me. I've done, I've done so many different variations of this over the years. Um, I, I first heard about it when um, I read about Jack Dorsey from Twitter and Square. Like he has a theme for every day. So like all the marketing stuff happens on like a Tuesday, right? And I was like, that's so genius, yep. right? So I've, I've definitely adapted it to my like where I am in my style, I think it's really important to listen to like your energy levels. So for example, I'm really good and really sharp in the morning. And so that's the time I reserve. Like I don't do any appointments then because that's when I'm working on contracts. That's when I'm working on stuff that requires me to be really focused. And then I like, mm -hmm. then we'll take, you know, other projects in the afternoon where I don't have to be super, super like detail oriented. Um, and focused. Um, so exactly. I think it's, it's just exactly. keep trying things that work for you, you know? Um, yeah. And I think that's one thing that people need to remember is that you're not going to get it right the first time and it's okay. Like you can tweak your schedule. Cause like you said, you're your own boss, you get to make the rules. So why not make it work for you? And if something's not working, switch it up. Yeah. I think people forget that a lot. <laughs> you know, yeah. Myself included. I know I've forgotten it before. Yeah, you know, I think it's, we have such a, we have such a privilege and such a opportunity to design things the way we want to. And so it's just, you know, everybody's trying to, I think, cause nobody really knows what they're doing, especially in the beginning. <laughs> so they're trying to like maybe take philosophies that work for them in the corporate world or things they see other people doing. But I think it all comes down to like knowing yourself and knowing what works for you and then designing your life around that. Exactly. hundred percent agree. So talk to me about some of the tools that you use for your business. What is one productivity tool that you cannot live without? Yeah. So for me, it would be Asana or Asana. I don't know how you say it, but um, I call it yeah, Asana. It's Asana. That's one thing I definitely use. Um, I was, and you use Asana so well. Thank you. Like, yeah. Really? Oh, well. thank you so much. Um, I was definitely something that I transitioned into I was using other things in fact I think I was using something called things software <laughs> called things um and it <laughs> came at the encouragement of a VA I had at the time and I definitely was resistant to it because it felt a little like there was a learning curve for me but once I embraced it I mean I use it for everything I use it for my business I use it for my personal stuff like grocery lists and packing lists and yep. even my cleaning lists you guys I have a cleaning list for Every day, week, month, three months, six months, and a year. I know I'm crazy, but it works. <laughs> I'm not crazy. I have the same thing in my sauna. <laughs> I love it. I love it. And so, um, so yeah, I, I, it just what it does for me is I. It makes me feel. It opens up a lot of white space and like space in my brain, so I don't have to worry about is this taken care of? Have I thought about this? Like. There's a system that I've designed and I know the system works. And so I tell my husband, you've got to trust the system <laughs> because I'm trying to always get him to use the sauna and he's, oh, he does it sometimes, but I'm like, the system does not fail. <laughs> exactly. And so for me, exactly. the system is a sauna right now. So, um, going back to how you get ready for the week, you said that you kind of map it out, um, on Friday afternoons. Do you do that in a sauna or do you do that on paper? I do it on paper. Um, because I, I still like to write things down. I love 
the satisfaction of crossing something off. And that's one thing you don't get in a sauna because it like disappears. Uh, so you can't really see like all the things you have done. <laughs> yeah. So I actually turn mine on so I can see all the completed tasks. Yeah, too. I do that too sometimes just to feel good about yeah. myself. <laughs> yeah. When I'm feeling really bad, I'm like, okay, I need to know that I've accomplished things today. Let's turn that on. And I can see like the 20 things that are. Yeah. And off. I think that's important to, re for me, it's important because Otherwise, like the list never stops, right? Especially if you have like reoccurring tasks, like as soon as you complete it, like the next one shows up for the next day. And so you start feeling like, wait, have I even done anything today? So I do like um, kind of focusing and writing it down on paper and I'll, I'll focus the stuff on paper. Um, it's, it's like kind of like the main projects, right? So it's like, these are, yeah, your focus points. Yeah. Like you. these are my goals. They're not like tasks, like I mean, there are tasks, but they're really like big projects that I want to push forward and cross off versus like, I don't know, go buy dog food. <laughs> I love that. And I love how you're combining the paper and the computer um, because I know a lot of people are struggling with figuring out, okay, how, how do I do this with online and with paper? I really like paper, but paper isn't working for me and only online isn't working for me. And I think it's really important to know that you can have a combination and you can make a system that uses both that works for you. It doesn't have to be either or. Yeah. I love those conversations you see in Facebook groups about like, what planner should I buy? <laughs> Cause trust yeah. me, I love me a good planner. I've designed my own planners over the years that have worked well for me. So I really, yeah. I get that. But I think at a certain point you have to ask yourself, like, is like, what's the result you're after, <laughs> right? You know, the tool is a tool, like whether you use Asana or Trello or you use, you know, scratch paper, like don't get caught up in like the details of like picking the right tool, figure out like, what is it I need? You know, for me, it's like, I was having so many notes in so many different places. I just needed a central place that I could organize these thoughts and that just happened to be, and then I wanted to be able to collaborate with people. And so Asana worked and then that's it. Boom, done, moving, moving on. Right. Like, <laughs> exactly. exactly. Don't overcomplicate yeah. it. My notebook is literally a notebook, right? That's it. Yeah. And I put the little check boxes for myself, like nothing fancy. So yep. um, I think it's really easy to procrastinate <laughs> um, and avoid doing the work in trying to like, say like oh, I'm getting ready to do the work. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. You don't want to make it too complicated where you spend time organizing yourself instead of taking action. And I think there's a fine balance there when you're finding those solutions as to what's going to help me be productive versus help me procrastinate more. And I know that I am one that I love to use organization as a procrastination oh, tool. Girl, color coding things. <laughs> I know. Oh I know my gosh. How that goes. I go through it every once in a while. Every once in a while, I feel like I finished a big project. Do you remember when you like go to school and you take a final and then you just want to like get rid of all your notes and like clean stuff up? Yeah. I do that sometimes. I like clean all my documents yeah. and like color yeah. code stuff and oh then I gosh. feel good and then I'm like, okay, back to work. <laughs> exactly. I do the same thing. <laughs> um, okay. So let's talk about a different business tool or app that you could not live without. That's not necessarily productivity focused but helps you get your business done? Oh, that's a good one. Um, hmm. I have to think about that one. Oh, well, duh. Okay. <laughs> I didn't really think about that one. Um, I was like, I think I could come up with yeah, one for you. Yeah, <laughs> so I'm curious to see what you're going to say. 
um, contract signing software. Um, yeah, yes. like ding, 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 ding. Um, <laughs> so yeah, that's one that I think is, um, is vital to obviously to my business as a service-based business, um, where I'm working one-on-one -on -one with clients, I think for any service provider or even a product provider where you need contracts or documents signed, you definitely need to look into some sort of software that can help facilitate that. I mean, if you're literally sending like email, uh, like contracts in the body of an email and asking somebody to acknowledge it, or you're attaching it as a PDF, asking them to print it, sign it, and then like send it back to you. Like, mm -mm, like welcome to 2018, almost 2019. <laughs> um, yeah. So your clients are just going to be frustrated with you if you do that. Yeah. Like you want to make getting your contract signed as easy as Yeah. Possible. So they do it because you just have a moment in time to like get that commitment and um, you want to make it as easy as you can. So I think anything yeah. along those lines, like a contract signing software, um, you know, I'm curious into like maybe expanding that into something else where, you know, it's like the invoicing and the contracting and the to do everything is in one, like an actual kind of more project based um, uh, software, but whatever that looks like for your business, I think at a minimum you need something to exactly. sign. Yeah. Exactly. And there are some great free software that are out there that do allow you to get your contract signed. Um, can you talk for just a minute? Cause I know this is a topic that you cover a lot. Um, but I know that is going to be a question for my listeners is the validity of an electronic signature. Yeah. Is that something they should be worried about? Is that just something that they're worrying about unnecessarily? No, I think it's a really great question. And I'm, I'm actually happy that people think about that. Um, so you know, nowadays, obviously, so much is done electronically that the courts do recognize e-signatures as valid signatures. However, you want to look at a software that actually maps out um, kind of like the IP address where that signature is coming from, or it has some sort of verification of it, of that signature. So should the validity of a signature ever become an issue from an evidentiary perspective, you have that to, um, to like, kind of to show that in a way, kind of like the chain of custody, kind of like to show that 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 signature was really, you know, Jill's because it became from her IP address. Right. So it, it so exactly. to, yeah. So the sum of it is, yes, they are held valid, but you want to have some way of verifying that that signature is actually coming from the person who um, needs to be signing. Oh, I yeah. love that. And the softwares will do it, kind of the, the more sophisticated ones already automatically generate that. Exactly, exactly. And that's pretty easy to find on the website if you're looking at any of the software. Um, so yeah, if you were to recommend a couple, do you have any that you're like, these are pretty good ones that you should look at or really any of them? Um, absolutely. I mean, I use HelloSign um, just because it's just simple and it's like straight you know, it's like to the point, I don't think it's super expensive to, to like, I think I pay $15 a month and I get, I can yeah. save one template, um, which is all I really yeah. need. Um, I think you can even do it for free for up to three contracts a month. So I like HelloSign. I mean, there's so many, you know, DocuSign, there's, you know, more robust systems like an aisle planner. Um, they have a contract um, signing software. I think you use Dubsado, right? So, yeah. I mean, there's so many, there's so many out there. Yeah. Um, I would just, yeah. again, don't get distracted with all the bells and whistles. <laughs> just get, exactly. to get the job exactly. done and then move on and then you can get fancy later. Yep, exactly. I used HelloSign, the free account for a long time. 
um, when I was first getting started and it was, it was a game changer. Just that, like getting that little piece automated was, oh my gosh, it made my life so much easier. Like I got contracts signed so much faster. Well, even just putting like the template, you know, creating a template of the documents that you're going to regularly send within a software like that is so great because it saves, like what I found was sometimes like, I'm like, oh, I have to like draft it again and put all this stuff. Like I get lazy, you know, and I'm like, wait a minute, this is like a client who wants to work with me. I need to get this out. Right. I want to get paid. Exactly. So, um, so just even utilizing that type of a feature within a software like that makes it like so easy for me to get the stuff prepared so that they can then the client can then sign and pay and, you know, we can move forward. Yeah. Oh, I love that so much. All right. Switching gears just a little bit. What is your favorite way to relieve stress or um, to prevent overwhelm? That's such a timely question because the last few weeks I have been kind of just like slowing down a little bit um, and taking stock of that for myself. Um, Definitely playing with my dogs. I love playing with my doggies. <laughs> Your dogs are so cute. They have their own Instagram yes, account too. <laughs> Traveler and Edison. Um, I don't, I'll put that in the show notes for you. So cute. Too. I, I don't post nearly enough. They never come out as cute as like some of those like famous dogs on Instagram. So anyway, we'll figure that out later, but, um, <laughs> you hire a photographer to come take photos of oh, them all the time. It's so funny. One of my dogs like does not like the paparazzi. Like he, every time I put the camera up, he like looks away. That's how Banjo it's is. So like intentionally will look away. <laughs> yeah. It's like, don't, no photos, no photos. Um, so, um, so for me, it's, it's, I, I've noticed like every, throughout the day, cause my dogs are usually with me um, like I'll just like take a break and like kind of snuggle with them, play with them, you know, and just kind of get that fill. Um, but in terms of just overall self-care has really become a priority for me over the last, I would say like month, month and a half. Um, I started going to yoga regularly. Um, and I love it. Um, that has been an interesting evolution of like trying to find a fitness program that like I actually enjoy. And yeah. like look forward to going. So that's been really great. It's a, been a wonderful way for me to just, um, I don't know, just like focus on myself and um, kind of recharge from like the inside out. Um, yeah, and like taking care of myself, eating better. And um, yeah, in terms of overwhelm, I think for me, just realizing like, like there, no one's like chasing after you. <laughs> you know what I mean? A lot of the overwhelm is self-imposed because we have certain goals and aspirations and like timelines and deadlines in our minds, but it's all made up. Right. So if, if the the deadline and the kind of the time restriction isn't serving you, you need to let go of it. But if it does serve you, sorry, I'm like totally hijacking this question. (laughs) No, I love it. (laughs) But if it is serving you, you should work with it. You should go with it. So I noticed, I, I talked about this recently on an Instagram story was my, what do I call it? My, um, my three day sprints. Okay. So for those of you who didn't catch it, which is probably everybody listening, um, what I realized, so a few months ago when I was getting ready to go on a trip, um, I like, I had a lot of deadlines in a month for like, we were going on a trip, but then there's this big like deadline for something else. And so like, I felt like I was like under the gun for like three days, like getting a lot of stuff done. And it was amazing. Cause I was like, I got so much done in three days. Right. And I realize these three day kind of condensed sprint is what works for me versus like you often hear like a two week sprint, a 90 day sprint, whatever. So 
Um, so that's what I do. So my point is, if, if putting pressure on yourself works for you or putting some sort of artificial deadline, go with it. But if it just stresses you out, um, you do need some fire under your butt, but um, like not to the point where it's, it's counterproductive. Exactly, exactly. And I feel like that's something that I know for myself, I had to break that habit of waiting until the last minute because I am really productive if I have a super time crunch. But I also use procrastination as um, a procrastination tool, like something that like really, I, yeah, whenever I am stressed out about anything, I'll just procrastinate. So that is something that I have been working on. And I know a lot of our listeners, they struggle with this too. Like, it's okay to be stressed a little bit, but not a lot. Like if you're constantly stressed, like you need to let go of that timeline. Um, And I know my husband always asks me, okay, whose deadline is this? And I'm always like, it's mine. <laughs> like hanging my head, like Charlie Brown yeah. style. Like, do you watch the world of dance? I okay. do not. So then it's, I don't know if you guys watch it. It's like with JLo. I love JLo, everything about her. <laughs> um, I want to be her so much. Oh She's just amazing in terms of like, yeah. talk about somebody who has a busy schedule and gets a lot of stuff done. But um, so on the show, the first round is called the qualifying rounds and like these like teams come and they start performing and they have to score, I think like an 80 and above in order to go to the next round. So I was watching it with my husband and this team like got an 83 and so, which means that they got into the next round. And I told my husband, I was like, yeah, if that was me, I would be so upset that I didn't get a 93. Right. Yeah. Right? And I was like, that's how like I've just been all I've operated so much of my life because of you know the career I've chosen the schools I've gone to whatever it's a very it's been very competitive mostly with yourself and so that's when you've got to realize like okay if an 80 is good enough if a b plus is good enough like just be happy with that right like why do you need to get the a plus you don't always need to get the a plus on everything like a B plus is going to be good for a majority of things in your life. And so just learning exactly. how to be okay with the 80 and not like, okay, I need to get a hundred or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. No, my sister used to tell me, C's get degrees, Chelsea. <laughs> like you don't need an A. <laughs> and cause I was one of those students that if it wasn't a hundred percent or more, to be honest, like if I wasn't over a hundred, um, I was upset with myself and I thought that I wasn't doing as good as I should be. Um, so yeah, it's tough. It's a tough lesson because you want to be, you want to push yourself to be the best that you can be. That's for sure. Like, I, you know, it's not about settling, but it's about like just understanding, you know, the, the cost versus the benefit. And in some places, exactly. I, mean, yeah. I, think I think it's a mindset shift that like you really are putting these parameters on yourself that are artificial and not serving you most of the time. And like you said earlier, if something isn't serving you and it's not helping you be a better person, live a better life, have a better business, you need to let go of that. And it's okay to let go of it. Like you need to give yourself permission to just say, I'm going to let go of this expectation. I'm going to let go of this, whatever boundary I'm setting on myself that isn't healthy or isn't helping me live my best life. That's true for everything. And that's like how I try and live my life. Like from the physical things that I own, like if it doesn't serve me anymore, even to, I'm sorry, some people in my life, <laughs> you know, that's kind of harsh. Yeah. Um, to, no, it's so true. Like, they don't like, we're not serving each other anymore in any way. Um, or 
you know, my thoughts, my services, my products. I mean, that's like something that I, I try to practice in my day to day, regardless of if I'm my, if I'm in my business zone or in my personal zone. Yeah. Oh, I love that so much. So, so much. Um, okay. So here is kind of a tough question. Have you ever been told in your business that you need to do something a certain way to be successful? Um, and if so, what was that? I don't know if it's so much someone said like you have to do it a certain way or whatnot. I think what ends up happening is, you know, a lot of us will start off, especially in the beginnings, you know, we're taking a lot of courses we're participating with a lot of groups. Maybe we're in a mastermind, maybe we're, I don't know, Facebook group. And, and so you start listening to what other people are doing or saying you should be doing a lot, which look, there's merit to that. If somebody has been able to like walk through, you know, has, has gone through a certain path that you want to go to through, like, I think it's important to have mentors and advisors who can guide you. Um, but I think what ends up happening is it starts becoming a crutch and you start listening to voices and people and things that, um, not that they're not well intent intended. That's not what I'm saying. It's just like, they, they're not you and they're not going to work for you. And so for me, it's been about kind of acquiring all that information and then taking a step back and realizing, okay, deep down, I know what I need to be doing and like trusting that voice, um, a lot more than I did when I first started. Um, so, exactly. so yeah, I don't think there's been any particular advice that I'd be like, ah, oh, this person said this and it couldn't have listened to them. <laughs> wow. It's more of it like, I, I wish I, I wish I didn't put so much weight on what other people have said that like has worked for them. You know, like there is no yeah. formula. Right. And I think a lot of in the initial stages, I was looking for a formula. Even now, sometimes exactly. I'm looking for a formula just because it's easier to follow like a recipe than it is to like come up with your own. Um, right. yeah. so I think that's what I would say has been kind of my experience with that is that like, it's good to know what, what's going on out there, but then at the end of the day, you have to learn to trust yourself and your voice because everybody, and it sounds really cheesy, but everybody has unique talents and unique gifts and it's not going to fit into a program. <laughs> like it's just not. Exactly. Um, exactly. Yeah. Oh, and I love that you said that because that is one thing that I want every listener out there to hear. You're unique and you do not have to run your business exactly like anyone else. In fact, you shouldn't. It probably won't work for you because you're not that person. Um, and so I think that's really awesome that you figured that out and you're now able to acquire information and then figure out how it can be applied to your business instead of just straight copying what someone else is doing. Yeah, um, because we do have those recipes, but at the end of the day, like our cookies are not going to taste like grandma's unless we personalize the recipe or just there's like factors that are so different, right? You have a different oven, like you maybe bought your, tra yeah. your, your, uh, ingredients from Trader Joe's where somebody else, I don't know, bought it from the farmer's market or I don't know. I'm just making stuff up. Right. Exactly. Um, so it's all, or you're making it in the summer and she makes them in the winter. Yeah. Like, so you're, you know, or we can keep going on and on with this analogy. <laughs> It's actually a really good one. I know, I know. I need to make a mental note of it. Um, but it's it's um cookies, yum. I haven't had sugar in like five weeks. So <laughs> oh sorry, we talked about cookies. No, it's okay. 
shouldn't have brought them up. <laughs> but um, so that's the thing. It's like, so even though the recipe might work, it's always going to come out different because there's always these different variables. So it's not to knock down the programs or the, you know, the, the coaches or whatever. That's not my point. It's just that knowing that you always have to take it with like a grain of salt a little bit. Yeah. So many food yeah. analogies. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly it's almost dinner time. <laughs> um, all right. What is one piece of advice that you would give someone that is on the edge of burnout? You are your most valuable asset in this world. Oh my gosh. I it's like, that. you have to think of yourself like an asset. Like if maybe you own a car, you own a home, you have to, you know, you take care of your home, right? Hopefully, <laughs> or you take care of your car, you take care of, you know, your physical like acquisitions, right? Or material things. And so you have to protect that. And it's going to look different for everybody, right? That might mean you want to, you need to go work out. That might mean you need to watch, you know, binge watch the Kardashians on Sunday mornings. Not that I do that. Um, <laughs> um, whatever that means for you, um, you have to protect that asset. And I think, yeah, I, I'm going to leave it there because I can go on. Oh, I love that so much. So, so much. Um, okay. So on all of my interview um, episodes, we are going to play this or that. So you get to pick this or that, whichever one applies to you. First one, early bird or night owl? Night owl. Yeah. Mm -hmm. How, how big of a night owl? Well, I'm old now <laughs> and I'm married. <laughs> so it's not that bad, but like, I do like to stay up and watch like Netflix on my phone at night with bed, which is really bad. I know, but, um, I wish I could be an early yeah. bird. I like, I love the concept of being an early bird. Like my mom's side of the family, like they wake up at like three, four in the morning. Like they're all really wired oh, really early. My mom does that too. Like, I wish I could be like that. Um, but I, yeah. I just, I don't know what it is. I rather stay up late than get up early. Yeah. I totally agree. Yeah. I'm an idol too. <laughs> Um, I know you're not doing caffeine right now. I'm not but... doing coffee. Okay. So coffee or tea. <laughs> we know the yeah. answer to this. If you could drink coffee, which one? I would pick would coffee, prefer? but yeah, I've, I've, yeah. that's another thing I've let go of. <laughs> that's been like six, seven weeks. I haven't had coffee. I can have tea. Um, but, and I feel better, which sucks, but <laughs> which <Yeah. laughs> did you try, um, adding milk to your tea? I did. Yes, I did. And it is better. Does it help it? It's closer to it's coffee. It's closer to coffee. And then I started adding, like, I have this, like, chocolate protein powder I put in it. So I put, like, it's like a mess. Oh. But it kind of tastes like chocolate milk. Um, Yum. And tea. And so I'm, I'm doing what I can. I mean. Oh, my gosh. I'm going to try that now. Yeah. it's I've gotten used to it at this point. And then I tried putting that coconut oil in. Have you done that? Mm -hmm. I don't know. I I haven't done that or butter. Some people use just like straight butter and do it. I mean, I had a few yeah, steps I and I was it. like, mm, I don't know. Maybe I'll give it another shot, yeah. but yeah, I don't know. So coffee would be my preference, but given that it makes me feel <laughs> so good that I don't drink coffee, I'd have to pick tea. Wow. <laughs> we all have things that we have to choose. Yeah. Um, all right. So Gilmore girls or friends? Interesting question. Um, at this point, I would have to say Gilmore Girls only because yeah. 
recently I binge watched Gilmore Girls on Netflix. I'd never like watched all of them. And I was like, oh my gosh, I, I hope they do a reunion because is Rory, Rory's yeah. pregnant. What's going to happen? Right? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Spoiler alert. Sorry if you haven't watched oh, A Year in the Life. Sorry. Maybe we can edit that out. <laughs> no, I don't care. If you haven't watched it, you need to yeah. watch it. And if you don't watch Gilmore Girls, you just Yeah. Should. So I would have said oh, not Gilmore Girls. Girls for a long time because I never watched it. But hey. You can teach a yeah. old dog new tricks, I guess. Oh man, I have the entire DVD collection. Really? I do, yeah. I didn't know this about you. Good to know. Yeah, yeah. Oh man, college every Tuesday night. That's what I was that's doing. Funny, yeah. It was a good show. Uh, yeah, it's super cute. Okay, city, beach, or mountains? I'm a city girl. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love the yeah. dirtiness of it. I love like the energy, the like good variety. <laughs> I love just, I love how it smells. Yeah. Oh goodness. What's your favorite city? Um, oh, duh, Paris. I don't even know why to think about <laughs> that. Sorry. I was thinking like in the United States. Yeah. Paris, hands down. I could. I feel like if you could live anywhere in the world, you would pick Paris. I would love to have an apartment in Paris that I could like yeah. go to and live there like six months out of the year or something. Yeah, I would love that. Oh my gosh. Part Parisian. That would be so cool. Yeah, it's definitely been one of the cities that I feel like, like when I went there the first time, I felt like I had been there before. Like I had walked these streets before. It was so familiar to me. And, um, you know, I've, I've been lucky enough that I've had the opportunity to travel and I've never felt that way anywhere else. So I don't, I don't know. Yeah. That's how I felt when I was in London. Like I, yeah, that exact feeling like this is home. Like I feel at home here. Yeah. It's a nice so. feeling to know that like you can feel at home and like in other places other than home. And it's really, you take exactly. it with you basically. Exactly. Exactly. All right. Cats or dogs? Oh, duh. Dogs. <laughs> <laughs> and again, I'll link uh, Traveler and Edison's Instagram if you guys want to check out her <laughs> adorable dogs. They are like, the oh cutest. my God, I love them so much. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, all right. Yoga pants or dress pants? Um, okay. Yoga pants. See, every, I feel like every, all of these, these are supposed to be like this or that. And I have like, I'm such a typical like lawyer. Like I'm like this, but okay, let's just stick to yoga pants. Okay. I'm not going to like give an explanation for everything. All I'm going to say is be careful of thy yoga pants and the elastic pants because those things are deceiving. <laughs> you put them on. I feel like there's a story behind there. And then before you know it, You've gained 15 pounds because that elastic oh, yeah. just keeps stretching and so does your body. Right. <laughs> yeah. And you don't notice it. You don't notice it until it you go very to put on your jeans oh my or gosh. your dress pants and you're like, I can't get them up my waist. So, <laughs> anyway, that's, yeah, life lessons. Oh. Amen on that. Um, okay. Last this or that, books or video, like TV, movies. Oh, I'm a book, 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 book. Yeah. yeah. Although I'm really into the whole um, like audiobook lately because I can. Ah, me too. Yeah. 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 Audible. Oh man. Yeah. They've gotten a ton of my money this year. <laughs> so much of my money. <laughs> Seriously. I know. Amazon. I get so many books from there. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. 
All right. So tell us what is coming up for you in the next like six months or so. What is coming up for me? Well, um, I just, you know, more of the same. I'm going to be doing a whole bunch of new webinars coming up. So if people want to learn more about that, we can link up to that. Um, Absolutely. Her webinars are fantastic. Thank you. I'll pay you later. (laughs) (laughs) No. um, So a lot of new webinars, um, podcasts, releasing new episodes of the Office Talk podcast. So I'm excited about that. I'm so excited for new episodes to come. Yeah. So just doing more of the same, you know, got um, some new contract templates I'm working on that people have been asking for. So doing that, kind of actually going through and doing the whole overhaul of the contract templates I already have and making them so much better. Like the experience, I'm so excited about it. Um, so yeah, you're going to have to like tune in to see what happens next cliffhanger. Oh my gosh. This fall is like blowing up for you. Yeah. I'm excited. I feel like I needed a few weeks and a month or so off to just kind of recharge. And I've kind of come back with like just new ideas and like more clarity. Um, and so I'm bringing it to the people. (laughs) Yeah, I love it. And I feel like a lot of people felt that this year, like July and or June and July, we just needed a break. Yeah, it's I don't know what happened. I just felt really like, you know, I just need to take a step back. And I felt very okay doing that. (laughs) At first, I felt a little uneasy, like, Oh, well, what if, you know, like, what if I stop? publishing podcast episodes what's gonna happen um nothing's happened you guys (laughs) yeah your business is still here you're still here it's all still running (laughs) exactly so um so yeah so I'm really looking forward to kind of this next season literally and figuratively oh I'm so excited I can't wait um, all right. So tell us where we can connect with okay, you. So the best place to find me is over on my website at, uh, Does anybody even say that anymore? Uh, <laughs> And if you can't spell that, don't worry. You can also go to your and they will all take you to the same beautiful place. Um, and that's where you can learn about my one-on-one services. You can grab yourself a contract template, listen to podcast episodes or get in touch with me. Yay. And I will have all of those details in the show notes for you. So you do not have to write that down. Um, Thank you so much, Annette, for coming on. This was wonderful. And I am just so thrilled that you got to share all of this with my listeners. I know that they probably found this really, really valuable. And I know I do. I value everything that you have done. Thank you. No, thank you for having me. And thank you for being such a great support through the years. And I'm very excited for all that awaits you in the future in the very near future. Thanks so much for listening to the Burnout Proof the Biz podcast. Be sure to check out the show notes to download today's permission clip. And if you like today's show, we'd love for you to leave a quick review. Until next time, have a wonderful, productive, and empowering day.